0: What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? It's your boy Stream. Real talk, man. We back, man. We doing our best stuff right now, man. You know what I'm saying? I want to let y'all know I appreciate everybody that's sending in the voicemails, everybody that's donating the money, man, to support the cause, everybody that uh, call into the station, man. I appreciate y'all, man. We doing it 100. I want to, uh, we got my boy. He going to be calling in in just a second. You know what I'm saying? And we going to do... His uh interview, DeAndre Samuels, you know what I'm saying. Man, got an awesome voice, you know what I'm saying, and he pushing forward in the things of God, man. So I want to let y'all know, man, you know what I'm saying. I love this brother, man. And he is always doing, you know, good work out here, man. So hey man, y'all hit us up and let us move forward in the things of God, man. Real talk. We about to call this boy right now, man. You know what I'm saying? So um, y'all just hang in there, we get it in. Hey, what up, what up, what up, what up? We back, man. I got my boy on the line. What's up, man? Your right, ID. What's up, bro? Oh, man, I'm good, man. Just loving life, man, and enjoying myself. What about you?
1: Man, same here. That's all I've been doing. I'm, <laughs> I'm off today, so I'm on my rest day right now, but I work hard and I play hard. <laughs>
0: hey, real talk. I can't blame you, man. So, man, I'm gonna let y'all know, man, like I told y'all before in the intro, man, you know, that's my boy DeAndre Samuels, man. You know, uh, we call him Coon. Y'all can't call him Coon, you know what I'm saying? That's family stuff right there, man. But, um, (laughs) you know, he has an awesome voice, man. You know, he's doing great work for the Lord and everything, man. But he was also, you know, before he is who he is today, he was also locked up with me, you know what I'm saying? So we did a lot of time. We did 12 years in the system, you know what I'm saying? But my brother come out, man, with the glory of God on him, man, shining. I'm talking about, man, God has blessed him so much. He got so much favor out here, you know? And it's one of the men that I actually work with, with what the streets been waiting for and everything that has to do with the, the movement, you know, living incarcerated, man. So we're gonna top it up with him, man, and get some uh, insight on different things, you know what I'm saying? And if he got any questions you he wanna ask me, you know, we're gonna go down through that. So give us a little history, bro. Like um, you know, how 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 does how does everything work in the system that you saw?
1: Well well, um well, first he's talking about as far as uh being incarcerated, right? Yeah. Man, first it was like mind your business and, you know, do what you're supposed to do. Come off and down there and, you know, just basically be 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 seen and not heard. Do what you're supposed to do and do your time and, and you know, live your life and do what you're supposed to do and then leave. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know that it came with a whole bunch of other things. <laughs> I didn't know I didn't know it came with um having to be told what to do, when to do, how to do it, when to take a shower, when to go eat, and you know, it was a whole culture within itself that I had to grow accustomed to, and it was difficult at first because, you know, we're so independent, we're so used to doing things, how we want to do things, taking showers, we want to take showers, and things like that. This is you have to have people telling you what to do on a day-to-day basis, it really gets frustrating. Yeah. so man i'm trying to tell you it was it was difficult for me very difficult for me
0: hey, i believe it man because you know, know it, it was it was stressful for me i know that much
1: yeah man it was it was like being away from my family i was dealing with that and not really being able to see them and they had to travel hours just to come see me it was a real strain and a real stress on me and my family but i've learned how to adapt You know, I've I've always been a survivor. That's just who I am. And, man, if I tell you that prison is a whole different culture than what it is out here, you never know how valuable your freedom is until you lose it.
0: Yeah.
1: Never know. That's true. And, man, I had to learn the value of, you know, being able to do things when I want to do things versus people telling me what to do all the time.
0: Yeah. So how was it for... All right, so, like, the concept, I'm going to give y'all a little bit because, you know, I know y'all don't hear me talking much about it, but I'm going to give y'all a little bit. Like, when I first got down there, you know what I'm saying, they had put me in hoe squad. All right, hoe squad is where they give you these Aggies, you know what I'm saying. Really, they they, they pitch, they like hoes, you know what I'm saying, Uh, garden tools, you know what I'm saying, where they line you up and everything. And so, you know, my first time down there, and the dude was like, boy, where you from, boy? And I'm like, Boy? You know what I'm saying? Like, it automatically shot me back to slave times, you know what I'm saying, slavery days. And you hear people like, man, I ain't doing whole squad, you know what I'm saying, I'm not a slave. But it's just modern day slavery, you know what I'm saying, in an aspect, in a key, you know what I'm saying? And I felt like I'm 17, 18 years old, man, I'm like, what, what is this? You know what I'm saying? So they had us out here hitting on dirt. Sometimes we were hitting on shrubs that was six, seven feet tall, you know, Snakes off in them You know They didn't care if the snakes Bit you They didn't care You know what I'm saying Stuff like that You know uh, You better not kill that snake You know That's my, that's the property Of the state of Texas You know Stuff like that They used to say You know what I'm saying And it kind of made it Like real racist toward, I, I was like This is out of control Like I never faced racism Until I went to prison You know what I'm saying Like I actually lived my life How I wanted to do Did what I wanted to do And never faced racism In my area where I'm from But When I went to prison You know Being called a boy It made me feel some type of way, you know what I'm saying? Because I I was only seeing that stuff in movies, but now I'm actually experiencing it in the penitentiary, man, and then it was like hitting on that dirt, picking up, because I picked cotton, you know what I'm saying? Like, I picked up okra, you know what I'm saying? Corn and, and watermelons and stuff like that. It was like, bro, we live in the movie of slavery and everything that's been going down for so many years. So it was weird for me in that aspect, you know what I'm saying? And many people don't understand that, like he said, it's a whole nother world in there that you don't get to see. And that's what this channel is producing and and exposing, you know what I'm saying, the real lifeness of where y'all tax dollars is going. I'm not saying that, you know, if people do bad, leave them out there in the world. No, you know what I'm saying? I'm not advocating that. You know what I'm saying? A person does crime. He does what he does. You know what I'm saying? He deserves to get that time and, and actually be put out, set aside to be able to think about what he did and change his life and get his life together before he's reintroduced back into society. You know what I'm saying? But it's certain aspects of, of jail and prison life that's really messed up, man. Like that was one of them for me was the whole squad experience. You know what I'm saying? What was one for you? Bro? Yeah.
1: I You know, I'm going to keep it real. Prison was very dehumanizing. Yeah. And it kills, it tries to kill your spirit Man, it try it key It's going to kill your pride. Yeah. But th- that, that, that is the number one thing. It's going to kill your pride because there's nothing you can do in the situation. Nothing that mama can do. Nothing that daddy can do. Yeah, for you just feel kind of hopeless when you first, you know, get in there. Yeah. Until you learn how to navigate through the system to be able to get things the way that as comfortable as you can get them. Yeah. You know, it, it, it is. It's very dehumanizing. Um, having to, you know, shower with a whole bunch of people and you know it's just very dehumanizing and you look for the the good things to happen a letter or 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 word of encouragement or just going to the chapel or pictures or you know being able to go to the store and getting things that you actually want being able to make a choice on your own somehow
0: for real you know it
1: it, is very it's very pride killing. Like when I when I went that's the first thing that's ever attacked is your pride. Yeah. You know, get out of your clothes, change your clothes and you're doing it in front of people and people don't understand that that's a, psychologically wears you down. Yeah. And you get to a point to where you kinda wanna give up. Yeah. But then there's always something when when you by yourself or when you're alone in the cell that keeps you going, saying, You know what? I can get through this, I can get through this, you know, I got I got five more years to go. I know that seemed like a long time. Yeah, for but real. But at that moment,
0: you, you don't have no choice but to do it. Yeah, it's either die or, or keep going. And most people don't make it. Like, they, you know, they kill themselves, you know what I'm saying, because it's so dehumanizing. Yeah. Like like you said, you know, they make you get naked so much, I got used to getting naked. So when it was like getting naked, it was nothing for me. You know what I'm saying? Okay, you want me to get naked? Right. I ain't tripping. You know, because I've been doing it for so many years, it's like, all right. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But at the same time, that's that's not normal. You know what I'm saying? And most people. We laugh about it now, you know, butt-naked gurney, you know what I'm saying, where you got to get butt-naked everywhere you go. And it's funny for a second, but it's not funny in the first few moments of you having to get naked, and you ain't never had to be exposed in front of other people like that, you know what I'm saying. And it's very, you know, and then most dudes take it even further, you know, the masturbation game, you know what I'm saying, jacking off on the female guards, you know. I was actually doing it, you know what I'm saying, to be up front and honest with you, you know what I'm saying, and it wasn't nothing that I was doing out here. You know what I'm saying? It's just right. a, it's part of the prison culture because you know you got like you said you're locked away and most of the time I ain't going to lie my first few years I cried in my cell, you know what I'm saying? That's where most men go. They retreat to the cells and they cry after the visits. They cry, you know what I'm saying? Behind not getting the mail that, you know, from family members or loved ones on holidays and birthdays and it's it's hard. You know what I'm saying? It really takes away from who you are as a man, you know what I'm saying, because I kind of felt weak, not having that family support, that family structure. When you know that you did all you could do to take care of your family, you hustled, you robbed, you stole, you did whatever you could do to take care of these people, and the very people that you've been taking care of are the very ones not looking out for you. Right.
1: And, And that's my thing too. It's like, man, when I entered that place, it was a whole, I'm telling you, it was a whole different culture. I was like, it felt like i was in another time zone because it's like people really do this i mean officers you go in the middle you're going to eat you're going to lunch or you're going to dinner and then they put you in the middle of the hallway and they tell you to strip out out of all of your clothes in front of all these people yeah and it's like this is very dehumanizing Yeah. and so i clearly remember a moment where i really felt it um sexually assaulted Yeah. because this officer literally grabbed my behind and I had to report it. And like, nobody did anything. Yeah. I felt like I was violated. Nobody did anything. And then, uh, one time officer, he, you know, he, he caught himself putting his hands on me, trying to beat me up and everything like that. And my parents had, my mom had to get involved and my uncle had to get involved and things like that. And, but I had to get to a point, like I said, it kills your pride. So I had to get to a point to where, you know what? Yeah, he did that. He might have been going through something that doesn't excuse what he did. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm trying to live as peaceful as I can in this environment. So you know what? I walked up to him one day and I told him, I said, man, listen, whatever I did to you, whatever I did, I apologize. Yeah. And then he was like, okay, yeah, whatever. Go, 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 go. But in that when I apologize to him, even though I know I didn't do anything, it it kind of you never know what he thought when he left. Yeah, he probably he probably could have been like, you know what, I, that, that man didn't do nothing to me, man. I, I, I'm tripping. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So sometimes we think it's about us, when really we helping people too.
0: Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Even in our worstest
1: moments, even in the things that we think that are bad for us, people are watching us to see how we are gonna respond and prison is the worst of the worst you know what I'm saying but we're touching people's lives even in prison the guards or whoever it is that's watching us Yeah, you never know how you're affecting them it seems negative but for them it may be a positive experience later, later on down the line
0: and you know uh one of the things that they promoted the most was on the back of their hats it says we take care of ours you know what I'm saying so what they, saying, what they were saying for me was, you know, they officers could basically get away with certain stuff like what you just explained right there and nothing be happened. no repercussions toward them because you're a convicted felon and they feel like they above the law to a degree. You know what I'm saying? We actually had a, a, a lieutenant that was working on a unit that was actually – sleeping around with younger kids out there in the world. They actually came and locked him up from the prison that we was at. But this dude was walking around enforcing the law in the prison and he was out there messing with kids. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. Wow. And it's like, yeah, you got officers bringing cell phones in, drugs in. But yet, these are the same ones that want to be the, they, they, what we call red red laws. These are the ones that's enforcing the law 24 hours a day, 7 days a week in the prison. But they doing wrong on the, on the, same, on the same foot. And it's like, Bro, we know you doing wrong. <laughs> like, you going to really trip on us for, you know, playing parlays and doing this out here in the day room. You know what I'm saying? Parlay, which is gambling, you know what I'm saying, for, on the on the games and everything. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, y'all crazy. But like you said, it, it takes away from the pride, man. Because, like, with me, I've raised myself, you know what I'm saying? I, I've been in the streets my whole life. So when it come down to it, I've been taking care of me. So being a nerd and not having my family yet, I actually had to ask for somebody for soup. That that took away, you know what I'm saying. I had to muster up the strength in myself to actually ask for something. Right. When I'm used right. to getting it on my own, you know what I'm saying. And don't get me wrong, I hustled. I made cakes. You know what I'm saying. I uh, ran numbers and did stuff like that. Ran uh, did cell phone calls for people and stuff because I was associated with you know Tango Blast and different other gangs and stuff like that, trying to make that money. But I had to resort to all this other stuff because my family wouldn't look out for me. Right.
1: That family support is that family support is very essential in order to survive in prison. Because And we not
0: when we say like, support, we're not just talking about money. You know what I'm saying? Don't just get it wrong thinking we just talking about you need to just, you know, put money on their books and give them money. And we're not talking about that. We're talking about actual support right writing them letting them know that you love them that you know right. that we want you to do better it, encouraging them sending them letters you know what I'm saying uh books that actually teaching them something I have i'm gonna be honest with you I had my mama man she was sending me pimp books you know um and books of manipula how to manipulate the system how to manipulate people and stuff like that because that's the stuff I was into so I would ask her for it and she would actually send me that type of stuff You know what I'm saying? And I'm wrong now that I think about it. You know, I was wrong for even asking for it, but that was the mind frame I was in. I just need to manipulate my way to my next meal, manipulate my way to my next next dollar, you know what I'm saying? So I can make it in here because I had a 15-year sentence and I had to do seven and a half just to see parole when I ended up actually having to do 12 years because I was doing all this extra stuff because I didn't have that support. So I was stealing and I was doing all this other stuff, you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, and... And that's, that's, see, by the grace of God, I never had to worry about that because I did have a good support system. But just being a spectator on the sidelines, watching people struggle day to day who don't have any family support, man, it made me want to, you know, hey, do you need anything? Let me go. Let me go get you some hygiene. You know, here's the list. Uh, put, put, put your hygiene on this list and I'm going to get it for you. You know, it was it was hard watching those brothers. And I'm like, if I didn't have my mother, if I didn't have my family, I don't know how I would have survived.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't. I don't I don't know how I would have survived. And um it, it it was a difficult time for all of us because one time my mom came to visit me, right? And this is when I first was incarcerated. And uh she came and she was coming every weekend, like every weekend. Yeah. And I clearly recall me telling her, "Mom, why are you coming down here every weekend you know you got a life to live so why are you coming down here every weekend and she started crying and she was like well i just miss you and and you know i I, i'm grateful to have my mom and i'm grateful to have had her but then at the same token i felt bad later on down the line after i grew up and i was like well why did i even tell her that if she felt like she needed to come down here to deal with you know what's going on with me and, and her in her life. Then I should have never kept her from that. Right. But I thought that I was being, you know, more considerate by telling her what I told her. Yeah. And you have to understand that when people go to prison, that's the first thing they do. They try to push people away because they don't want the people to feel burdened by them.
0: Yeah.
1: But I want to let the viewers. I want to let. I want to let the listeners know that if your loved one is incarcerated and they keep telling you to try to push you away, don't you know continue to be by their side, even though they tell you that, hey, I'm good, you know, just continue to be by their side because psychologically they're trying to push you away because they think that they're looking out for your best interest Right. when really, when really they really need your help. Yeah. So don't give up on them.
0: And it's just a sign of that they hurting. You know, it's yeah. like they struggling within themselves to be that man or that woman that they need to be. And it's like, why would I want to drag anybody else through this? You know what I'm saying? Because you got most wives and most females are actually you know, like my, the female I was messing with at that time, she was upfront, and honest with me. She was like, I cannot ride for you. I cannot ride for you, street. I've never dealt with a person being locked up on me, and I can't ride. And I respect her for, you know, the woman she was for even telling me, because the ones that didn't tell me, that just fell off, I had so much hate and resentment in my heart for them afterwards. I was like, bro, you know, out of all... The female, because I, I was talking to like three or four different females at the time, which was my two kids, moms, you know what I'm saying, and my, the chick I was with. And so and my couple of my friends. And all of them fell off except this one. And she actually told me, you know, I can't ride for you. And I respect her more as a woman for telling me than I respect those that didn't. You know what I'm saying? So if you gonna, if you gonna, if you can't do something for them, just tell them, hey, I can't do it. You know what I'm saying? And they have to respect that decision. But don't just not do something or fall off on them without letting them know. It's all about communication. You know what I'm saying? And not having that communication with the with you, it's going gonna, it's gonna to put a strain on your relationship. They're going to hate and resent you later for the stuff that you didn't communicate with them.
1: Right. And then another thing that I wanted to say, too, was, you know, a lot of people feel like, well, I didn't put him there. I didn't make him commit the crime that he committed. Right. And he got to suffer for his consequences. Listen, y'all. That's true to a certain extent. Because the punishment is being in prison. The punishment is being away from your family. time. The punishment is being, you know, told what to do, how to do it. Because you can't, because the state feels like you can't live your own life. So, you know what, we're going to preach you somewhere where... Where we can dictate how you
0: live—that's
1: the punishment right there. Real and so, what I had to—what I had to see was that, okay, you know, I'm already here. So not only do I have to deal with—and you know, TDC's um, mission statement, or well, not their mission statement, but their whole thing is supposed to be, "Hey, they're already being punished, so let's not do anything to punish them even further, even though they don't follow that. It's already enough in there." then when when your family is doing it to you, that just further exacerbates what you're going through. Yeah, yeah. So the punishment is already being in prison. So, of course, the person know that they did wrong. Of course, the person, you never know how you loving this person choose to love your loved ones instead of beating them down about what they've done because you never know your love could change them. Your love can cause them to wake up. It did it for me.
0: Did All for my me.
1: mama had to do was love on me. All my auntie did was love on me, and when they loved on me, it made me want to be a better person. Yeah, I made a mistake, but my my consequences was me being in prison. So don't continue to punish me for it. Yeah.
0: Like, y'all getting two sides of the story, you know? One that had support and one that didn't. On my side, I didn't have the support that I needed like that. I had one homeboy that was actually riding for me. You know what I'm saying? But he would pop in here and pop in there. But he was looking out for me, sending me supplies, sending me money, going on my baby mama's page and taking off photos of my son just so I could have pictures of my son. You know what I'm saying? He was doing everything he could to support me and look out for me because he knew. He said, Man, I don't know if you got somebody in there. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know if you don't or not, man, but I'm willing to look out for you. And I respect him. till this day, we still friends. I still go over there and hang out with him. And guess what? He still supporting me, still believing in me, still rocking with me. And we got the best friendship because the Bible says that there was a friend that was still closer than a brother. And I guarantee I found that friend right now. You know what I'm saying? But it was also in the times my mom came back in 2013, man. I ain't seen this woman in years but she came back into my life man and it's when she began to show that love and start supporting me man that i actually forgave her for actually walking out of my life when i was a kid and taking everything and i let her back in and she rode until i got out of prison man you know what i'm saying she rode the last seven and a half years of my time with me and she uh and when i got out man you know what i'm saying it was all that love and support I needed it. And because she was helping me out, I began to help others out that didn't have and that didn't have no support. I let them read my letters, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, you got mail. Even though they didn't get mail, I gave my mail to them so that they would feel, like, important. So they would feel like somebody. And some people tell you, you know, and it was funny when I used to hear dudes talk about mail, write a letter and mail it back to yourself just so you can get some mail. You know what I'm saying? Like, that 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 was crazy stuff. But people was actually doing it. Sending out I-60s, which was, you know what I'm saying, where you could put in a request for medical or request to, for some type of document or some your medical records or whatever, just so you can get something in the mail and feel important just to hear your name called. It was that serious.
1: Yeah, man, it is. And it's like, man, that support, it's a psychological game. Being in prison is psychological. Like, it attacks your psyche so bad to where, man, it be making you want to give up. And you know how the devil is. The devil wants you to give up. The yep. devil wants you to forfeit your life. Yep. But it's something that's always inside of you telling you to keep going because you know you're going to be able to make it through this. And I don't care. how. I know brothers that have life sentences. Yep. Who has kept the faith. And they are out here doing good. They're out here doing good. And they some of them didn't have the best support. People gave up on them. Yep. But see, that's what I'm saying. The, the family support and the love and support and the friend support is essential to a person surviving in prison. And until you have really actually been in that situation, you will never know. But I thank God that that God has given you this ministry, Streets, in order to be able to reach out to people to give them a real perspective on prison and how it is.
0: Yeah, man. Because I, people I
1: really need to know.
0: Yeah, they do. You know, that's one thing, man. Uh, like I told them, we're going to keep it raw. We're going to expose everything. You know what I'm saying? What I had going on in there, and you know, you got brothers that's exposing what they had going on in there. We telling the truth. We telling it like it is, because it's the only way that we could be able to gain the support level, gain the intensity of this movement. You know what I'm saying? Once they catch the wave, it'll turn into a tsunami, and it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to hit the eastern seaboard, western seaboard. We're going to hit it all. You know what I'm saying? Because... It's so many people that have been incarcerated falsely. So many people that have been incarcerated. Period. You know what I'm saying? That need got. I'm, this is a platform for y'all to have a voice to speak y'all mind on what what prisons like in California. What prisons like? You know what I'm saying? I ain't even touched those areas yet. But we about to we about to uh. I don't set, said I'm setting up the phones and everything so people can call in from prison and y'all can talk to them firsthand from inside the wall. You know what I'm saying? That's actually behind that gate. That's gonna give it to you raw. You know what I'm saying? Like. It's not a lot of friendly officers in there. And ain't a lot of bad ones neither. But it's equaled out. It's a balance of everything in there. And it's crazy how that world is in there, man. That that culture, that prison culture, man. And you get sucked into it. Like, if a riot happens, you have to fight. Blacks on yep. whites or Mexicans, you know what I'm saying? Or the Mexicans ride with the white boys, and the, you know what I'm saying? Against the blacks, you know what I'm saying? It's just the way culture is in prison. You have to fight. If you don't, you're going to get jumped and smashed out of the dorm. Stuff like that is it's stupid. And then we go on the riots behind a table, a bench. Uh, uh Hey, that's my seat. You know what I'm saying? Or my celly don't want to shower. You know, he a crip. You know what I'm saying? Y'all crips. Y'all got to take care of this. And if it's if, the if, if speaker, which is the head leader over all them, you know what I'm saying? He a young one. Smash now, ask questions later. Guess what? We smash now, ask questions later. And that causes a rift between the business opportunities we probably had with each other. You know, the peace that was in the dorm. And now you're walking on eggshells every day. That's the life behind bars. This is really what it is. The truth. This ain't no 60 days in. I keep telling y'all, man, what y'all watching on these TVs, these movies out here, these TV shows, they ain't giving it to you raw. They ain't telling it to you real. You ain't seen nobody sneak up on somebody with a shank for real. You don't right, a whole ride rise. in
1: the day room where you have to get get against the wall because you don't know what's going to happen or the tension in the day room is so thick and tangible Real to talk. where you don't even know what's going on. Real and you don't know if this, you, you don't have nothing to do with this situation that this white guy is getting into with this black guy. But because you are black, it's white these white guys are going to try to jump you or try to fight you and put you in the same situation. I didn't know that that's one thing that surprised me when I got to, when I uh, became incarcerated when I went to prison I didn't know that you know I was able to actually see how segregation really is real song. and I didn't know that you know things still happen like that you know I watched it on TV and you know I kind of like downplayed it like okay you know that's back in the day yeah. when I got to prison <laughs> it was exactly like that it was real segregated song. whites over here blacks over here Hispanics over here yeah. creeps over here blood's over here you know, and, and, and thank God I never adopted the penitentiary mind state, but I let people be who they were. Yeah. Even though I wasn't involved with it, I didn't agree with it. I just, okay, well, then, you know, this is the white people's bench. This is the uh, Crips and Bloods bench over here. You know, I'm going to, just to keep my mind and keep my peace, I'm just going, to you know, go wherever I can. I'm going to get in where I fit in. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It was a survival thing. Yeah. But I never knew that I would ever be in the middle of,
0: Segregation. Yeah, I was immersed in it. I was immersed in the prison culture because I came from the streets. So being in there, they put me everywhere. Every time I switched the unit, they would always say, we're moving you to the hood. And so it was like, at first in my mind, I'm like, come on, man. Hey, why y'all got, why I always got to be put in a bad situation? But after a while of being in there, you know, see the shooting dice and it's just like being back in the hood. I adopted to the street culture again. That's how I got the name street anyway from being out here in the world. So when I got in there, I just kept up the same image. You know what I'm saying? And it it made it easier not to change. That's the crazy part. And so after so many years of doing it, making the hooch, you know, sneaking the cell phones around and making the calls and making the money and doing it, it's all fun and games. And then you're seeing people get hurt. I'm seeing innocent people was getting hurt. You know what I'm saying? Like, just because, you know, this dude didn't make store, He would rob the one that did make store and that his family did provide for him for no reason. You know what I'm saying? And it was like, bro, why'd you jack this dude? So I started to feel some type of way behind my homies. You know what I'm saying? You you hit an innocent for what? So now I got an issue with the homie. And now the homie's like, well, you can't have an issue with this homie because they rock with this dude. Okay, well, I don't rock with him. Stuff like that's going on. You know what I'm saying? Or they robbing their own kind. You know what I'm saying? I don't it's crazy, mm-hmm. man. It's a whole culture of ignorance and stupid and political politics, man, with the gangs and politics with just the prison system period, man. You know what I'm saying? And it's messed up because they don't enforce it change. They just put all y'all criminals behind one gate and just be like have your way. You know what I'm saying? And it's 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 crazy, man. It's crazy, you know? Yeah, right. And it's like I, I don't get it. So if we don't be it's the unreal. change, yeah. If we don't be the change we want to be that we want to see in the world, it won't happen. That's what. That's why this podcast is so uh, genuine. That's why it's so. It's a movement for me because I have to push it because of what I've seen, what I've know, what I what I've been through, what I've been in. That's right. That's
1: right. And and I don't think a person will ever if they've never been through that experience that they would never really fully understand the situation that we've been in. so the Lord allowed us to go through it in order to be able to show people from the perspective of, of, of having a voice for the inmate. You know, because I, I wish that I would have learned the lessons that I've learned without having to go through what I went through. But God knows that I needed to go through it because it made me a better man. Yeah, it made me a better man. It made me be able to come out here and somebody saying something crazy to me and man and and having the mind frame like man I don't I don't heard worse. I don't been through worse. I ain't gonna even entertain that. Versus if I would have never been through it, I would have been immature and I would have been ready to jump.
0: Yeah,
1: you know, in, in the way that the world is today. People aren't playing with you today. People will shoot you people, for little things. Yeah, for people real. will kill you for little things. Even the ones who are supposed to protect us, even if they feel like, you know, something is wrong or in a certain situation, they have a right to draw down on us. Yeah. So it's like this world now, it pays to be polite. It pays to be respectful. It pays to stay in your place. Yeah. Period. Everyone has a place. And I know that sounds kind of harsh, but it's the, it's the reality everyone has a place when it comes to your life when it comes to you operating in the world you have a place in, in this world and everybody else have a place within your life too Yeah. you have to be smart in the way that you navigate not in prison taught me that prison taught me that if it wasn't for that I wouldn't be who I am today I'm telling y'all
0: Real talk. and that's what I be trying to get people to understand man like we not just talking we lived it you know what I'm saying for 12 years, you know, and you're going to hear many conversations like this, you know what I'm saying, from different people. And like, I'm actually going to get victims to call in on the phone that have been victimized and what it went through for their family. The traumatic experience from their standpoint, you know, uh, I got my daughter. She she talked. I talked to my daughter the other day and she's like, well, dad, I'm ready when you're ready to interview, you know, because I want to give you all what it's like from a kid's standpoint of a family member. Or, a father going to prison and not being in their life for so many years, you know what I'm saying? And so, it's like, y'all gonna, I want y'all to experience the full revelation of, you know what I'm saying, this this, this incarceration stuff, man. This is not a game. And as I, I want every inmate to call, you know what I'm saying? If y'all got, like I say, man, we're gonna put your voice out there. We're gonna make platform, yeah. we, this is a platform for y'all, you know what I'm saying? To expose the truth. You know what I'm saying? They don't pay us to work in prison, real talk. If they if they say nope. they did, they lying. They don't pay us to work in prison, but I'm working on that. You know what I'm saying? And right. Me and my team working on that. And the three meals
1: that. a day ain't ain't. in the three meals a day is not enough.
0: Now don't get me wrong. I read the chart. You know what I'm saying for the meals that protein count and everything. It seemed like it ain't it ain't enough, but it's good. It is because look at us. Yeah. We, we look young when we come up out of there. And that thank God. Yeah, we do. That thank to God first. That's thanks to God. <laughs> First, because yeah. those yeah. meals are not enough. I'm going to tell you that right now. But thank God they got the protein count down. We look young when we come out of there. And the only reason why yeah. we strong is because we work out. We take care of yep. ourselves. Inmates take care of inmates in there because we can't trust the medical. UTMB. I'm going to put you out there. UTMB. Y'all hiring veterinarians and stuff like this to work on us. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to expose you. Real talk.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because that's not right.
0: You can't yeah. heal everything with ibuprofen. That's
1: right. <laughs> for real. All the cold busters. Cold yeah. busters cannot heal everything. For real.
0: You know what I'm saying?
1: Ibuprofen cannot heal
0: everything. Oh, Y'all my tooth. I got an struggle. abscess. I got an abscess. Here go ibuprofen. <laughs> yeah.
1: Go back to the cell and, and take these two ibuprofen.
0: Come on. <laughs> Come on, Come man. On, Get man. off the gas. You know what I'm saying? Uh for real, man. Hey, man, I love you, man. I appreciate you for calling in, bro. I appreciate your insight and your wisdom. You know, like I said, this is one of my partners, you know what I'm saying, and what the streets been waiting for. He's also a good friend of mine, you know what I'm saying, other families, and grew up around us and everything throughout the prison system and everything, man. We work hand in hand out here together to help inmates get on their feet and do what they need to do, man. And I, I love him, and y'all show him the same love and respect, man. Any shout outs you want to give, D?
1: I just want to give a shout out to all my brothers that are incarcerated. I just want to tell you guys, you can make it. You can make it through this. You can. It's so many people that have went out to the forefront before you guys who are paving a way for you guys. Just stay strong. Stay strong. We are not perfect. We make mistakes. We go through our struggles. But at the same time, while we're going through our struggles, we're going to be able to pull you through yours. So y'all just keep the faith into all the families Never, never take for granted your loved one that is locked up. And I understand that y'all are going through things too, but just send a letter. I would always y'all gonna always hear me say that. Just send a letter. Yeah. Just send some support. Just, I, I, I love
0: you. Yeah.
1: yeah, just something to let them know that hey, y'all thinking about them. That will help them get through that time. I'm telling you guys, I've been there. Streets been there. We've been there. Yeah, wow, bro, I love you. I appreciate you for allowing me to have a voice too. And keep up the good work.
0: Hey always, man, you know what I'm saying? Uh I'ma get back at you later. And we're gonna chop it up about, you know, some different stuff I wanna try that we can forward this movement, man. You know what I'm saying? And uh better help everybody get in a better position, including ourselves, you know what I'm saying? So I appreciate you, man. I'll chop it up with you later, bro. I love you.
1: All right, love you too, bro. All right. Alright.
0: So yeah, man, you know that's my boy, man. You know what I'm saying? And we just, we in this thing, bro, like, trying to do right, trying to stand for something. Because if you don't stand for something, you fall for anything, you know what I'm saying? And so, Bluetooth. it's just, it's it's difficult dealing with the reality of what we went through and what we went through in prison. You know, it's just like going to the army and coming back with PTSD, you know what I'm saying? And having to live with this, you know. Some people can't live with this, so they kill themselves in prison. I keep saying that, man, because it's a reality. I actually seen dudes hang themselves in the shower, you know what I'm saying? And I actually had to run and go get the laws to help them, you know, because it's like, bro, it's it's not that bad. You can make it. But not everybody's mind is strong enough to make it through life in prison, you know what I'm saying? I don't care how many years you got, some dudes don't last two years. You know what I'm saying? Some kill themselves within the first year, you know. And we're going to get into all that, man. But I want to thank, you know, my boy again, man, for the for the positive wisdom and insight he just shared, man. I hope this blessed y'all, man, and gave y'all some more insight into what to do, you know. And if y'all need help, you know what I'm saying, and more information on j and how to send mail and pictures and stuff like that, you know, uh, how much money they're seeing, what's, what's a good amount to be able to. So you're not going broke. It's all about, you know, doing what you got to do for your, fe- for your people. Whether if you're a real friend, then you stick by your friend. If you really love your family, stick by your family. Yeah, you didn't put them there. But at the same time, they're going to need you. They're going to need you. Baby mama, stand by your baby daddies, man. Let them see them kids. Let them give letters and pictures from them kids, man. Don't be hateful, envious, you know what I'm saying, jealous because he didn't want you. Real talk. Send that man a letter from them kids and some pictures from them kids and watch you make his day, man. Some dudes will get a GED. Some dudes will take a trade based off just that alone just to, for the kids' mom to let them know the kids need you out here. You know what I'm saying? Get on your get on your best game. I'm going to give y'all all the game as far as to, what to look out for and what to do, what not to do so that you could better put your loved one in a situation that they can, you know what I'm saying, be more productive with their time. You know what I'm saying? Real talk. So I'm out, man. I'm going to holler at y'all later, man. Y'all get at your boy. It's your boy Street, a.k.a. Sean Gutty. It's what the street's been waiting for.